lucky no one saw that. <laughs> Every time I cannot figure out how to move my freaking... Oh, maybe I have to resize the screen. Still warm over there? Yeah, it's supposed warm. to be like 91, but it's been cooler. Mm. So that's 33. It's warm enough. I have this nice new um new one from last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My sick... <laughs> My sick voice, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sound like you're kind of like a hype man from like a rap crib. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You don't know? <laughs> you don't know? Oh, daddy. <laughs> the remix is coming. Uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday. How was your travels? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Good, good. I got some of that. Sacred plane time in. Ooh. Got some creative airplane time. Yeah. Yeah. And our travels were good. Kind of a, yeah, kind of the kind of trip that I shouldn't do, but wanted to do and had committed to like probably two years ago and then completely forgotten about. Whoa. Whoa. The job, the job was so massively delayed on site with COVID and flooding. It was in Queensland, in Brisbane. They had big floods a couple of years ago. And so it was the new science wing of a big, expensive, fancy school, private school. That looks cool. Crazy space, just silly money. Like, I don't know (laughs) how much they would have spent on that building. But anyway, pretty impressive space to work in. Uh, How long did so, it take yeah. you to get there? What's the flight time? Uh, it's like two two hours and a bit. Wow. It, it's so... It looks like it's like infinite <clears throat> amount of time, but that's like how long it takes me to get to Cal- bottom California. Yeah. Are you looking at a map? It just looks so much farther. Try that weird <laughs> projection problem of maps that like... Yeah. It looks far, but it's really not that bad. <laughs> So, yeah, it was one of those things where when I quoted the job, it's for a client who we do a lot of work for, like a lot. And right. we're also friends. And like when when I quoted the mm-hmm. job, he was like, oh, I think this one's probably one I'll go to Brisbane for to help install. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> Two years ago. And it was fun, but it, <laughs> it's not something I particularly had time for this week, but. Made it work. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. All went pretty well, except for the box of LEDs that was still in the workshop that we needed. Oh, at your shop? Um, yeah. And the workshop had been checked checked last week, but they were not uncovered because this thing shipped like three months ago. Mm. It's been sitting in a crate in this building site for yeah, three yeah. months, so easy to miss those little things. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me want a few things. It made me want a good bill of materials function in Fusion for counting stuff. Do you yep. have any tr- tricks up your sleeve for stuff oh like that? Oh, boy. There's a, there's a person oh, that was pretty boy. active on the Autodesk Slack. I don't remember their name, but um, they were making an add-in for Fusion called Bomber, B-O-M-M-E-R. Uh, it looks like it might be called getbomber.com. Uh, I, it's a paid thing, I think. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Um, but it's something. Cool. Just have PPT write you a little plug in for it. 
It's not a silly idea. Yeah. Something we run into semi-regularly. Where, you know, Josh has detailed a job and then we have to, like, manually count. Even just the hardware. Like, how many hinges are in this job? How many drawer runners? Right. But that's tricky. You'll have to get Revit mm. for that, I think. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I've seen how it runs. It's uh, so slow. I haven't seen how it runs, but every time I get a Revit file from someone, I'm like, what? What? How is this Autodesk? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing yeah. how different software can be. I mean, it's good for what it does, but it's not something I want to use often. Oh, I'm sure it's wonderful for what it does. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going? What's happening? So we've been migrating like crazy, all types of things. Part of hiring help for it with like operation stuff was I had all these back projects of like we wanted to move our Shopify or our Squarespace to Shopify we wanted to change where our courses were at so we have that up now we wanted to change away from MailChimp to now we're gonna we're, we've been using Flowdesk which has been great since you started using it there's a mm. couple things that's missing that's kind of odd but like it's just such a better experience like over for the most part, like it doesn't integrate as well with Shopify. There was some kind of cool stuff you could do before where it would like link in products inside of MailChimp pretty easily. Um, oh, wow. Kind of like build them for you with API features. But I mean, I got some kind of weird because I signed up off of your referral when I mm -hmm. went to pay for it. Like we made a whole draft email and we we're going to send our first email with it. And it was like, all right, now pay for it. And I was like, oh, Sly, you didn't say anything about that until wow. the end. And I was like, I was ready to pay for it anyway, but I was just like, let's let's get a trial out of this. And it's supposed yeah, to be $38 sure. a month or something. Yeah. And then we got a 50% off discount for a year because of the your sign-up link. So Ooh. it's $17 a month for a year. Great. For unlimited like subscribers and and sends. So it's been good, but it's as as I jokingly put on our notes here, it's been interesting how much effort you have to put in to migrate things responsibly like ethically <laughs> it, oh, it's what you mean. pretty yeah, yeah. challenging to like not just like dump all your certain type of list right like mailchimp will give you who's subscribed or unsubscribed and like i think if you were just like really wanting to do it quickly on some mm. of these things like moving away from our old course platform to the new one like it doesn't export very cleanly. So I basically can just like import everybody again, even if they never wanted to hear from us. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's tricky <laughs> trying to retain certain functionality of like segmentation before to the new one. It's different. Right. It's just, it's a lot of thinking and planning and mm. but we're making good progress on it. It feels nice to be in new systems that are, kind of clean and don't have detritus and of you know years of use what's your two cents on the sort of interface of flowdesk for building emails it's good it's very simplistic which i like 
It's missing some... You can't, like, write your own HTML code. You can't do headers unless you make a separate text block. I don't know. Not to get into all the nuances, but, like... Mm, no, nah, um, just your sort of overall. Because I've never used anything else. This was my first experience of any ADM builder. Not EDM. EDM. Electronic direct mail. Like I was saying, I think, you know, the, the power of MailChimp is it's been been there and the leader for so long of kind of our like startup East kind of companies. Like if you were a bigger company, you probably used something before that that was around for it. But like, you know, with Shopify integrated, I could, for example, I could email a group of customers and it would theoretically know what all they've purchased and then only show them products that they haven't bought, for example, or that it suggested uh, it's, it's suggesting to them. Okay. Yeah. That didn't always work that well. Like if something about mm. like a certain number of orders had to be made and then we were always up against this like free limit of, cause I, I never paid for MailChimp cause they had such a good free plan for so long, but we were kind <laughs> of always there right at the edge and it was always causing problems and we weren't getting all the features. So that I love Flowdesk and that it's like completely unlimited like there's no yeah, yeah. limits like not that i'm planning to send a million emails to people but it is pretty challenging to like manage that and it was just becoming such a problem that um i also couldn't add anybody else any other users to mailchimp they only let me have two and i couldn't uh, change yeah. them yeah. it's just stupid stuff so it's just nice now that there's like a team sense to like working on these things that i'm not the only one doing all that so so, okay. nice one. I like it. Ooh. I wouldn't have paid for it if I didn't think it was yeah, pretty yeah. good, I think. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the new M2 hardware. I, I remembered that Rhino runs a, a whip version, a work in progress mm-hmm. version of their software. And I, I did, I played this whole game like whenever it was, 18 months ago when I first got the M1 laptop and I was a bit, uh, a little bit disappointed with how Rhino ran big files on Apple hardware having come from PC. I was like, oh, this is, this is mm-hmm. laggier. And so I shopped around and discovered that right. you could run the whip stuff. Anyway, back then I got frustrated with how sort of unstable the work in progress version was even though it was faster. Right. <clears throat> anyway, so I've done all of that again, and I've just out of curiosity, I've downloaded the new Rhino 8 beta. Oh. And it is it is so, so, so quick. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, running my big, like, Kitter configurator file, which has got, I don't know, 1,500 blocks in it and a whole lot of text objects. and 1,500? And, and, and I can run it in like a rendered viewport and just sort of pan around and it's like very, very zippy. So that was fun. Yeah, um, wow. I'd only really downloaded it before I got on the plane. So then I had like this beautiful window on the, on the plane with the laptop out where I was just... Hmm making changes to my Rhino Kitaparts configurator that I've built. 
mm-hmm. and doing doing all this stuff that I'd just been procrastinating on that would like adding missing components. Like I haven't yeah. gone through that file for ages and added like the new drawers and doors and side panels and stuff that Johnny designed. And, right. And so anytime I was doing a custom quote with any of those components, I was basically redrawing them from scratch like an oh, idiot. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of like stopping for, it took me less than an hour on the plane to just like draw all of those components concisely, put them all, turn them into blocks, put the right, you know, snap points on them so they work in my configurator mm-hmm. logic. So nice to just have that little bit of focus time to make right. some progress. Yeah, there's so, yeah, a lot of that. Back to your point, kind of like we need the temp. Yeah, we need the aeroplane simulator. Sorry. No, no, no. Right. For that focus mode. <laughs> right. Focus. That's a new Apple feature that. So you need to build. You need to, you need to build this. This is what yeah. your kit of rooms can be. Are there kit of focus rooms? And yeah. it'll come with a, a shortcut to create an Apple focus mode where you go into your kit of room by RFID. It automatically triggers the focus mode and it can't go back on for an hour and you're stuck in the room. <laughs> And it just shakes a little bit. Can you make like a little oscillator that like yeah it shakes? Just does a little white noise. Yeah, <laughs> you got this really like shitty fold down place to put your sketchbook. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be the Bad, worst little table. chair. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sorry, what were you gonna say about templates? Oh, nothing major. Just it's just amazing how long you can go with that kind of stuff right like not having a place where all your stuff is and trying to go find a singular file that's like somewhere something i've requested a few times from different autodesk employees that i want faster ways to dump in files Mm. um from like i want like a component library that's just like a window on the side that pops open i just go click dump 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 oh Um, gosh and you could like pre-select whatever you wanted in those things or it's maybe by like a folder or a tag system Mm. i don't know of anything that's actually happening i think there's a hardware and fastener thing that they're kind of working on that's like the precursor to those kind of ideas okay that's cool um yeah i find that really frustrating as well like when you're in a project you're like oh i need to insert that hardware component and you slowly navigate to the hardware folder and then back to your job folder and right no 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 that could be heaps better. Yeah, good idea. Share your the one one way you could do this, which would be mm-hmm. really a workaround, right? And I do it for customer files most most of the time. Is that importer that I still haven't shared that I made oh. with uh, GPT that allows you to basically run the script, select the files, and they're almost instantly just put into your timeline and like. You can use STEP or IGES, probably other formats, but those are the two that I use the most and just dumps them in as separate components, but there's no upload time. There's no like finding stuff. So you could have your own little ghetto folder of files and then just drag them in, I guess. Sick. Share the goods, man. Yeah, I'll share it. That's cool. We actually have quite a few videos in the works, so I've been mm. trying to find 
which one goes up when and what's um what's the work because i've never used fusion scripts what's the workflow like what do you do you go up and you go like run script choose mm-hmm. run or something like that I usually type S to search and then type oh, script yeah. and then it pops up that window where you work kind of manage add-ins and scripts. Uh-huh. And after you have the script in there, you just click on it and push enter and it'll Bloop. then do whatever it was set up to do. In this case, it opens the finder window and like gives you the option to go find where your files are. You select them, push enter and it just And it pops puts them in. where? Into whatever in the file you've... and no, oh, it puts, it puts them straight, straight into the file, file that's open, right? Dude, it's pretty. G- I was shocked when it worked, <laughs> and it still's been working amazing. I was like, "There's no way this is just gonna like." It almost feels like I'm like bypassing security or something, you know? Like, oh, you're not allowing me to. You're not allowing the software to like do all of its analyzing and. Um, How many? How many shots did it take you to write that script in GPT? Was it a single shot prompt or Three multi-shot? or four. Damn. You know, just that nice. kind of like revision of like, oh, that didn't work. Here's the error code. Yeah. Give it back the error. Do it a couple more times. And then I think the only thing I did after, because I was like going to that event at the time, I the next couple days I realized, oh, it'd be nice if you could do something else. I forget. Or it was it was doing a recursive thing where it was putting a component in a component, and I said no, <laughs> there should only be one component here, not two. I literally plain text told it that back in that thread, it updated it and it was fine. So it's kind of cool. Something that Rob I think had mentioned, unrelated, Rob Lockwood, I think it was him, is you can store scripts in a cloud directory, Google Drive, yeah. whatever. And so you have like a scripts folder. If when you set them up, if you reference that place, then they'll mm-hmm. update as the team. You have to, each computer has to set up its own, yeah. its own fusion setup. I think, I don't know much about add ins yet, but I think an add in will give you more of a like, you wouldn't have to go run from the script. You could like click a button up in the yeah. timeline or something. Like, which maybe ma- like ma- a, a nice or nifty dog bone or something. That's an add in, right? Right. A nice next step potentially. I'm I am currently taking a an online course on Python, so maybe I'll figure some more of this out <laughs> myself instead of having to a- ask GPT and have some more stuff to share. But it's been good. Cool. It's been saved me a lot of headache of, and time. So good, so good. It's really like just. I don't know, it just makes me think about how underutilized these software packages are, like how we still, like you're digging pretty deep there, but now typically we just like skim the surface of right. functionality. I What I think is so crazy, and I don't, I think I got lucky in this case that this was a fr- pretty easy solvable thing, because like mm. GPD doesn't even really know much of the API. I think it guessed at a lot of it. <laughs> And its knowledge from what was released at the time, potentially, 2021, yep. is really minimal. But I think once we get, you know, future access to, you know, and more digestible nature, that anymore, I'm just like, well, I want to do this thing. And I just ask it, you know, or ask, and I keep asking different ones, like, ask Bard. And it's like, I don't know, I'm an AI. And I'm like, all right. And then, like, the next week, it'll give me a better answer sometimes on yeah. different related things. That's so cool. 
All right, cool. I want to play with that. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we've got various things I'd like to do with that, just in terms of product modeling workflow. Like, mm, take every edge that's less than 20 millimeters and put a two mil fillet on it, or, you know, just little <laughs> functions mm-hmm. where it's slow to pick all the little right. edges on a job. I think nice. I think that's kind of the the gut feeling we all got in that like API intro workshop thing at, at the Fusion Summit. And it was you know, we didn't you don't like get that knowledge of how to do it by watching other people's examples, but it they were showing examples of things that were like that, right? It was like look for all the holes in a model and tell me a list of all the diameters so that I can have a list which was, it's super, like, that's a thing I really want. I want that list of, like, when I'm quoting a job, how many holes are in all these models and are they matching so I don't have to go measure each one myself. You can use, like, the manufacturing space to do some of that, but it's not ideal for nesting, nested, you know, multi-part setups like that. So there's a lot of that. Like, I want to be able to fill it inside corners, right? Like, by a script, like instead of having a bunch of sharp corners. I wonder, corner. coming back to the uh, bill of materials idea, whether we could write some simple thing to just be like, how many instances of this Cabaneo component are there in this model? Oh, oh I bet you could absolutely cool. do that. Sick. All right. I mean, if it was enough of a thing, like, I, somebody with real knowledge of scripting could definitely do it for a cost. Yeah. Whether absolutely. it's you and I with GPT, <laughs> hopefully soon. Oh, to have more playtime. So, yeah, <laughs> I got off a plane last night and recording with you now. And then I need to go and paint a lot of plywood this weekend because we're just like maxed out here in production. We've had you a mean big like shop work, not like a home job. Shop work, yeah, yeah. We've got we've had two guys on site all of last week, pretty much. Mm-hmm. A couple of inner town that's two and a half hour drive away, and installing a big cabinetry job. And we're just yeah, we're very short, so I'll be hustling the spray gun this weekend, painting some clear coat. I was going to ask, painting, painting plywood is not a thing Mm. I've really done. You're talking about clear finish, not clear finish. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to, we are still incredibly novice at finishing as, as expert. I mean, I do it, but it's, it's not a thing Mm. I like to charge for. We just don't feel like we're very good at it. So, um, yeah, we've got, we've took us a long time, but we've finally got like a, (laughs) a grown up paint like clear coat solution like for years and years we right. had a really sketch like when we're in kensington we had a, a room that we called our spray booth but it was just a corner of the shop which had big curtains around it and one fan in the wall right. to just sort of take out some of the <laughs> dust mm-hmm. a little bit of the dust but it was just like a sort of a white room that just got coated in whatever color we were doing at the time and we're right. just using those big like house painting guns, which mm-hmm. blow through huge amounts of paint and Do that. using using a clear coat, which was kind of 
nice products, but sort of closer to house paint in terms of consistency. So we had to use those big, what are they called, Air, airless spray systems. Mm-hmm. And we just used to go through so much product, like buckets and buckets and buckets of bloody clear coat. So it's interesting. Anyway, a couple of years ago, we finally like reached out to a rep of a, like a, a proper looking finishing company. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is what we make. What products can you recommend? We want water-based Anyway, finally got onto the system, which is called Miratone, Miratech, blah, blah, blah. And it's a two, yeah. two product system. So you spray like a, a grain sealer first as the first coat. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, and it, it wets, wets, wets off the grain and lifts right. the fibers nicely as, as all water based systems tend to do. And but because it's a it's not a top coat, it's then beautifully. It's a really easy to sand, so it sands hmm. beautifully. And then we do one coat of a top coat typically on most things oh, wow. on top of that, and it's nice. And and it just uses because we can now use a proper like cup HVLB yeah, right. cup gun, mm-hmm. pneumatic cup gun. It's like it's so much more efficient. Like I think we cut our paint like product usage by like. 75% or something like in terms of how many liters of wow. product we were just like outputting out of the gun. Jeez, it's a lot. It's way less overspray and just, yeah. It's a bit slower to apply because it's not spitting out liters of paint mm-hmm. per second. Easier to control. Much easier to control. And yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Got a, got a job going out someday. next week. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. It's great. Like it is. I really like having finishing in-house, but it is kind oh, yeah. of its own it's its own profession really. Like like I can see why yeah. some shops just send it out. Oh yeah. Completely outsource it. Um I mean we have a hard like I we've just made another effort of trying to find finishers to work with and mm. it's still I don't know. It's just it's not a very advertised service, I guess, or a thing that the things we want don't seem like we have, you know, some customers are like, oh, I want this type of thing. And we've gone and looked and we've worked with some that are supposedly good and not at all. They've messed up multiple, you know, projects and we move on. And mm. I mean, from my perspective too, it's like, we don't have the skill set first, which, you know, could be remedied. But the space requirements for it are just like, I don't, when we were thinking about moving into this space, at one point I was like, oh, maybe we could make like a drop down, like curtain situation, like a shower space with filtration of some sort. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it just is largely improbable based, <laughs> you know, now based on what we have set up. So maybe if I didn't bring in the mill, that would have been, you know, possible, but I'd take a mill over a finished booth any day. So. I don't know. Yeah, really. absolutely. Absolutely. Is that what that guy on Insta in LA, Woby? Woby? Yeah. W-O-B-Y. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Woby. The, the guy uh, with yeah, the... Yeah, he basically did like a... Yeah. That cool little fold-down curtain booth, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. rightly. Right. Really, that was a cute Like setup. a box fan that would... Yeah. Like yeah. filter out. Yeah. Yeah. But so all that yeah. stuff works so much differently too when it's like you as the sole proprietor versus like oh, I have employees and absolutely. they have to go home at the end of the day and their families don't like them covered in 
you know, yeah. whatever it is that because it's not set up right. <laughs> I know we got, we got so lucky in that respect. Like our water wall spray booth setup is like right, quite an industrial solution. Having a water mm-hmm. wall in a, in our size shop is, I think, quite unusual. We got the whole thing for free from Laura's University. They're like, oh, I didn't oh, th- wow. throwing it out from the ceramics department. Like this is years and years ago. When we were in Kensington, so it wasn't actually like damaged or like not. No, it was functional. it was fully fully commissioned and functional, and they like they were renovating that part of the building, and so we got in there and pulled out this huge thing that's got like a fifteen kilowatt fan on top of it. It's a huge mm-hmm. piece of ducting, and so we got that's that free. We had fan. we had nowhere to put it when we we're in Kensington, so we just stored it and then finally right. when we moved to castle Maine, we're like cool it's time for the water wall and got to commission it and set it up and it's yeah it's great did, did you play like, the song water wall when you set it up like a <laughs> i don't know that oasis <laughs> wonder wall i uh, wonder wonder wall we'll still put the sound <laughs> in regardless right here it is a wonder wall wonder water wall <laughs> episode title um <laughs> but yeah i'd rather have a mill as well right <clears throat> yeah that comes up all the time like unfortunately i don't i don't really want to spend the, rest of the time on on finishing i don't like finishing all that much i'm like too impatient yeah, yeah. i think partially too or i'm just like i just want to make the next thing i don't finishing is hard you know <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody else can figure that out yeah good yeah, so everyone's pretty working hard over here. There's a mm-hmm. lot of overtime happening and people pulling together to get, get shit done, which is great. But it was interesting. We had a friend, Tom, who used to work for us like five plus years ago, come and help mm-hmm. us last week, just like as a temp. Mm-hmm. And because we were, yeah, short-staffed, we're like, we need more hands this week. So we pulled Tom in. He gratefully came and worked for us for the week. But it was really interesting having someone in the shop who hasn't worked for us for five-plus years to kind of <laughs> – it, it was an interesting mirror for me of, like, mm-hmm. um, what 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 are we still doing that we did five years ago and what – like how how far have we come? Like we've really progressed right. in a lot of ways, but in other ways, it's like oh, we're still doing that. Gosh, okay, right. yeah. <laughs> mm. And then we had a really I'm nice, mostly lit. good. Yeah, and look, it was mostly good, and it was a nice sort of reflection point. And Tom's Tom's got a beautifully analytical brain, so having him back in our space was nice to just sort of see what he thought of how, what we're doing now and how things have shifted and stuff. Um, and we had a really nice experience at our team meeting midweek where Sarah introduced this concept of doing a whiffle in the meeting, which has made everyone, like when Sarah introduced it, everyone kind of just locked up a little bit of like, oh, do we do we have to? And a whiffle is like what I feel like expressing and it's, it's quite sort of, formal thing where you say like what i feel like expressing is dot 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 and then you have to say you have to like pass that on to the next person and oh, when she no. intro- and when she introduced this in slack the day before she, 
everyone like <laughs> was a bit like, oh, okay, sure, give it a mm-hmm. go. But all that said, when we got into it and got over the kind of nerves of doing something a bit strange like that or uncomfortable, we had this really nice team meeting where everyone was just like, there was so much sort of positive energy and like gratitude in the room for like, Mm-hmm. Yes, we have an awesome team and thanks to everyone for like mm-hmm. pulling together and helping each other and working hard and blah, blah, blah. It was really nice. It was awkward, yeah. but it was really nice. And I think we'll probably do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody was just whiffling everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could, uh, I can understand it, but the whole time you described that, I was cringing. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. It, Makes yeah, I'm all about appreciative things, but it's like I'm yeah. I don't know. I've got a thing I was going to say, but I won't about <laughs> a person that may hear this someday. So it, it it's not my nature I to to do those kind of things either. But it's like you know, almost like a trustful or like mm. where like it has a purpose. But can we do it a different way? <laughs> Can we? <gasps> can we not? Yeah, Jay oh, and oh, I. Oh, I know. I got a. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say Jay and I had a funny moment on like the morning of before the meeting, where both of us, without having spoken to each other, both of us had gotten GPT to help us with our wiffle content. <laughs> like, I'm gonna do this thing. Help! What can I talk about? <laughs> I know. That's, reminds me of. What was probably close to the last straw of the corporate firm that I worked for for the one year I was out of school for architecture, there was a team building event. I don't know whose idea this was because it was a pretty big firm. It might have been just like a personal goals setting building thing. And they had those really corporate like, you know, you've got to set two goals for yourself and three goals for the team. Yeah. which was part of it. And then like, it was like a week of this stuff, I swear. And the event in particular, they hired some consultant to come in and you had to break boards what? in front of everybody. And I was like, I have sort of boards. I just can't, this is not me. I cannot do this. It's not that I'm afraid of being on display. It's like, this is a complete waste of my time. <laughs> like I, I do not want to do this at all. Like it is just not, and you had to like write something on the board that you were like trying to break through. It's oh, like I don't right. none of that that does not work for me. Like give me a hard problem, I'll just work on it instead. <laughs> Good. So I quit that no, job. No trust falls at PDX. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, maybe soon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Please hold. Please hold for trustful. <laughs> well, that's the end of my story. Sorry, I wasn't meaning to crap on your wiffle idea. Maybe we'll maybe I'll look into it. Oh, it quite came up. No, please do. Like that. That's why I brought it up because it was yeah. it was exceptionally yeah. awkward the idea of right. it, but right. I did it. genuinely feel good in the moment. Right. When you search for Wiffle, where I live, you get women in federal law enforcement. Oh, yeah. Cool. (laughs) Just not the same thing, I don't think. (laughs) 
Excellent. The Wiffle Foundation. Thing. So it's your, almost your weekend. You're getting out mm-hmm. of there. A couple of few hours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to film. Doing some, some filming. Filmed a video yesterday. Not all to come out at the same time, but they were kind of like, it was, it was almost like a a necessity. We, we needed to tram the spindle on the router. Had kind of needed to for a while, but it kind of like wasn't pertinent for some of our jobs. Never had done it before. So that was a big like hurdle of cool part of what we were going to film yesterday. It was like, oh man, we really should tram the spindle. So that took precedent. Making a video mm-hmm. about how to do that because... They're surprisingly, from our experience, a little out there on how to do it, how to how to tram like a, a yeah. router spindle. A router, there's like no, bridge ports sometimes, but then there's we've never done it. No. Right, and then yeah, same. We had neither. And then there's like a, a ton of people that do it with hobby machines. All you know, mm-hmm. videos all over the internet. I think it might be like that they either get out easily or you just kind of have to to start. I think I remember that about our Shapoko. You had to like tram it right when you got it um, yeah. or something like that because you build it yourself. And so I think it's more necessary, whereas like maybe with yours and my kind of machines, it's like done at the factory and hopefully you don't have to do it very I think, often. I think our techs do. Both of our machines were trammed when they were installed in our shop by the yeah. multicam technicians. That makes sense. Yeah. When when they do the kind of commissioning, you know, set it up, test right. how square it's running, all that. Mm-hmm. But that isn't mm-hmm. interestingly like not a thing with Shop Saber. Like they're very hands off and mm. it's all remote unless you really demand it and then you can pay to have them come out. But what, just they just different. truck truck the machine and dro- gets dropped in your shop and then it's over to you. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, that was definitely a perk for me after hearing about expensive bills for other types of machines where it was required to have like basically subscriptions of service contracts and things. And I was like, I can't afford that. You know, like when I was starting, yeah, what's you know, the I deal wanted with the option. Oh, it's all basically you. You do all of it. Mm. And do Which you do I, it? Honestly, it's been good. Like, yeah. I'd say the biggest downfall I've had in that regard is they don't do a good job of making service. There's, like, no service manual. Like, there's a there's a book that comes with it. But, like, just to be very honest, like, you just kind of run into problems eventually. Like, oh, the belts need to be replaced. And you only find that out because it's loose and not yeah, tracking yeah. right. But there's not like, oh, after X amount of hours, you should like think about these belts. Mm-hmm. It's just very like, you'll get there someday, I think. <laughs> I don't know what the mentality is, but I don't love that. Yeah. But I also appreciate not having like to have to pay for some every time I talk to them or we need help. So our two multicams every, I think it's every six months a little thing will pop up on the screen saying, your machine is due for service. Please, Brian, blah, 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 blah. And so we right. ping off an email and we arrange to have them come out and we do both machines on the same day. It's probably a half day of a tech mm-hmm. on site. What's it cost? Yeah, you know, thousand bucks later, every six months or something. And I'm sure it's stuff we could do ourselves. 
but I don't know. I've just it's always it's just been like that from the start, so I just accept it right now. And it's and the techs are great generally, like they're very knowledgeable and they help yeah. us sort of sort out little quirks sometimes of like, hey, I'm struggling to network to this machine or get this bit of software to work, and they'll help with yeah. stuff like that. And Johnny actually got a bit of software. I don't think we're supposed to have. I think the multicam technicians have it, but we managed to get it off someone else. It's basically like a remote emulator for the control, which probably your machine runs on a PC, whereas ours is like, mm -hmm. it's all on a the machine. Yeah, right. And so we've got this stupid Game Boy controller on the machine to do anything. But we've got now got an emulator of the Game Boy on Johnny's PC, so you can like be standing on the PC and press run, oh, and the yeah. mach machine will just okay. remotely run, which probably sounds really normal to anyone running a machine on PC control like yours. Mm -hmm. But I think quite, what you have is more common on, for most machines. Oh, okay, yeah. I think I know like Lagunas mm -hmm. are like that pretty commonly. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Cool, man. We talked about CNCs a little bit. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Just, just put a little teaser at the front. They do eventually talk about CNCs. You just have to wait. Yeah, just wait until the end of the wait episode. Well, we are um, well. limited by our... Ooh, we're both... That's good. Both typing in the same spot. Oh, it's pretty live. It's faster Goodbye. than our audio is. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Thanks. See ya. Have a good weekend. Good to see you. Bye. Ciao. Bye.